Hey, everybody, it's JT from Grilling at the Green. John Breaker and the great folks at Birdie Ball have a short time offer for all of you listeners. You just go to birdieball.com, and when you place your order, there's a place on that form for a discount code. Use G-A-T-G. That's G-A-T-G. Of course, it stands for Grilling at the Green. And you will get 20% off anything you order from birdieball.com. Now, it's a short-time offer. It expires in about a week, so you want to get on it. Go to birdieball.com, place your order, uh, use the code G-A-T-G, and get 20% off. You heard it here on Grilling at the Green. It's time for Grilling at the Green. Join Jeff Tracy as he explores the golfing lifestyle and tries to keep it in the short grass for the hackers, dew sweepers, and turf spankers. Here's Jeff. Just open up the door and let's take good times in. Tomorrow's going to be better than Hey, everybody. Welcome to Grilling at the Green here on AM860, The Answer, and KSEY in Texas, and WEEU in Pennsylvania, and the Golf News Network. I'm JT, your host. We'd like to thank the folks at Painted Hills Natural Beef for sponsoring this part of uh, grilling at the green painted hills natural beef is beef the way nature intended well i invited our friend mark gans back to talk some more about the portland classic it should say the amazing cree portland classic coming up uh, september 15th through the 18th mark is the new ceo at tournament golf foundation and i want to find out if he bit off more than he thought he was when he took that job so we'll cover that too but mark welcome Thank you very much. Nice to be with you, Jeff. So uh, having you back. Oh, anytime. We've got, uh, what, six weeks or seven weeks since you've been on the show. And I know a lot has changed um, in reference to the Portland Classic coming up. Why don't you give us some highlights and then we'll dive into some particulars. Well, it's been going very, very well. Uh, Things are coming together. it's sort of like the A team. We love it when a good plan comes together, and and it really is coming together. Uh, we have a great field uh, this year, uh, and I'm very pleased with that because the players have to travel from Dayton, Ohio, or Toledo, Ohio, excuse me, um, out here to Portland, and then they go to uh, the Walmart. Uh, uh tournament down in arkansas so it's a lot of travel for the athletes and we're always pleased when they uh take the long trip out here to the west but but it looks really good and uh at this point it looks like our defending champion will be uh back with us jin young ko uh that's not a hundred percent certain but uh, mostly certain uh and uh we're planning a, a media event with her when she gets here uh the week of the tournament um but otherwise you know it's a great field uh in addition we we have three wonderful young women uh who uh will be playing uh in i think uh two of the three cases will be their first lpga tournament tournament ever uh one is the young woman who just won our amateur open last week right and uh chloe kovaleski a 15 year old high school sophomore from florida came up here and bested a strongest field we've ever had for the am open and she blistered 
the Langdon <laughs> Farms uh, golf course with a 67 uh, and uh, earned her way into the tournament. Yeah, I saw that. That's very, so, very cool. I was looking at the uh, the players list last night. And uh, of course, when you look at that, look at that at this stage, it always just says entered. You're not 100 percent sure right. something might come up. But you've got a, a great a great field. If if ninety nine percent of those ladies show up, it's going to be a tremendous tournament. It will be a tremendous tournament, even if only ninety percent of them. <laughs> yeah. um, I mean the 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 level of play um, by the women this year on the tour has been just outstanding. Uh, it's it's really interesting to see that the differences between that used to distinguish the men's game from the women's game have narrowed um, amazingly, including yes. distance. There are many women who hit the ball over three hundred yards. Uh, and that's increasing, I think, just with uh, conditioning and the kind of specialized training that uh, women are now uh, able to do, uh, along with the men who have been doing that for, you know, really several years. And, and you know, their statistics, when you look at their statistics on approach to the green, around the green, putting, it's absolute parity. Um, and so it is a it is a great show to watch the women play and the parity between the world number one and the world 100 um, is amazingly uh, narrow. Yeah. Also, we've really had a great rainbow of players from all over the uh, all over the world win this year on the LPGA tour this has not been dominated by a single country or even area of the world this year it's been um extremely competitive across the entire you know world and you know of course we're doing this in the United States of America and we're really glad to see such strong competitors uh, uh and winners uh from our country too <laughs> yeah. Um, now you've moved back to Columbia Edgewater. And um, I know from my perspective on the media side, I couldn't be happier <laughs> that you did that. But have the, how have the comments been and the public um, reaction to that? It's been really positive. I mean, the players love Columbia Edgewater. There's there was there's no question that that is their one of their top most favorite courses on the whole tour. Yeah. We hear that every year. We heard it last year when we weren't at Columbia Edgewater. Um, and and people are just super pleased. And, you know, the Golf Channel, which covers it, um, it has covered this tournament for years. They know that course very well. The, the LPGA rules officials who set up the course know that course really well. They know how to make it hard and fair and then you know then you have the the incredible staff at columbia edgewater uh the you know jim myers and his team as superintendent they they're just amazing how well how professional they are and how well set up the course is you know that course hosted the very prestigious pacific amateur this summer and it was it received very very high praise from um 
you know, the men, men amateurs who played in right. that this year. So, uh, course is in fantastic condition. I'm just could not be happier with what we are seeing out there. I played it. Need, now we just need help from the weather. No, no smoke from fires, <laughs> no rain, no wind storms. We just need a really beautiful week. <laughs> yeah. And keep it about 75, 80 degrees. It would mm. be fantastic. And and then have flyovers by the National Guard F-15s every day yes. uh, just for a little added excitement. And life is good. um i played columbia edgewater back in june for a benefit tournament and i thought even you know two and a half months ago it looked phenomenal and everything was great the um um the course setup which was you know it's normal type setup but the greens were in fantastic shape the bunkers were crisp uh, I didn't spend too much time in those, I will say. But, uh, you know, it, it all just looked like it was all moving forward to, yes. to you know, for the for the Portland Classic. So I was out there last week and they were even painting the clubhouse. So oh, um, really? Yes. So it's going to be it's going to be dressed up in its Sunday best for us. We're very excited <laughs> about that. Well, I can appreciate that. A little coat of paint never hurts, I think, <laughs> like that. Um, we got about a minute left before we go to break, Mark. What do you think is uh, the biggest change or benefit or new nuance that people that are coming to the tournament will see or feel? Two things that I really want to highlight. First, um, this year, for the first time ever, we are going to have the Umqua Bank Family Fun Zone. Uh, Umqua Bank decided to make a big investment in this tournament this year. We could not be more pleased. As you know, Umqua has had a long history of sponsoring professional golf. Uh, right. But this is their first uh, foray into sponsoring women's professional golf. And I uh, really appreciate the vision and commitment of their leadership. Uh, and they are very excited about the uh, they're going to their presence at the tournament and particularly the family fun zone that they are helping make happen. The second big thing that. Well, Mark, why don't we, why don't we talk about that when we come back from break? Okay. So, okay. We're going to take a break here on grilling It's green. We'll be back with Mark Gans right after this. Hi everybody. It's JT. And this is a special version of grilling at the green. Grilling at the Green is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Welcome back to Grilling at the Green. We're talking with uh, Mark Gans, the CEO of Tournament Golf Foundation. We'd like to thank the folks at Birdie Ball, the greatest new practice tool made for golfers in the last 20 years. You can find out more at birdieball.com. And you can also email us if you want to. Just go info at grillingitthegreen.net. And you can find us on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and all of those. Anyway, we're talking with Mark Gans, who this is his first year in the harness as they say as the ceo of tournament golf foundation when we left off at the last break mark you were talking about a couple of things that you guys have put in that really enhanced the experience out there what's the second one 
Uh, we're very excited again to be having the uh, children's par three pro-am on Saturday. Uh, it is going to be a great event. Um, this year, it's um, going to be in two waves. There'll be a, a shotgun wave one, which is ages uh, 13 through 18. And each of the young girls will be playing their own ball on a nine hole. Uh, the max score of three over for each hole and the top three finishers will receive awards. And then at 3.45 p.m. Um, on the same course, which is the Columbia Edgewater Executive Nine uh, course, there will be a shotgun start for ages seven through 12. In this case, the girls will be playing in a scramble format. Same thing. Uh, uh, well, no, I guess the difference is that the top group will be will receive an award, the winner, overall winner. So it's we'll have pros that will be engaged in that. Uh, pros that have you know did not maybe make. I think it's going to be pros that didn't that don't make the cut, right? Uh, who will stay around and, and engage with these young people, and it's just a great event, and we're just excited. I, as you can tell, we're really focusing on on upping our game with regard to making it a family uh, oriented event. It always has been, but we're just bringing in some new features that really engage young people and get them excited, young women and get them excited about the game. Are you still going to have the interaction tent? If that's what you want to call it when you first come into the tournament. Yes. And and you've got some sponsors and some free yeah. sunscreen and things yep. like that. We'll have all of that. I don't know the details of who's going to be in that tent and what they'll be offering. Yeah. But that's part of the fun is the surprise of of uh, getting there and 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 then right, I believe that the um that the family fun zone will be immediately beyond that tent. So I think you kind of walk in, you go through the gate, you know, and then and then you'll encage that part of it and then the family fun zone immediately in the same vicinity. So and and you know because the other thing that we want to know, want you to know is that um, children under seventeen will be free this year. Um, they don't need to pay anything for their tickets. Also, if you're a member of Regents Blue Cross Blue Shield of Oregon, you are a customer of the of theirs. Uh, you can use your card, your insurance card, and you'll have free entry. And then on Thursday only, if you're a AAA member, uh, you will have free entry into the tournament. Uh, compliments of uh, the AAA senior team. So oh, excellent. Those, those we just have some. We have the sponsor engagement this year is fantastic, both in kind and you know just uh, people who have invested in the tournament. And so we think there's going to be a lot of really fun and engaging and interesting uh, people and and whether it's food or other things, uh, snow cones and ice cream cones and others that will be available for people. Are you going to have the food court over by the practice area? Yeah. Like it has yeah. been. Yeah. yeah. I don't have, I, I wish I had, but I don't know the exact uh, food cart um, vendors uh, that will be out there this year. I just can't remember, but well, but we will you've have. always had ample out there. Yeah. Too. We have not been hurting for uh, good, good options for uh, noshing on the course. <laughs> So I got a personal question for you. How many times have you uh, got Tom Miletus on the phone and said, what did you do about this? Well, you know, the person who who I want to highlight today is, that is the most important 
person for making this tournament possible this year uh, is Rick McCloskey. Rick is our tournament director. And as you know, he's a he's a volunteer, yeah. a volunteer member of the board. Uh, and he decided just in his wonderful, gracious and fierce way that we were going to put on this tournament and he was going to see that it got done and got done in an excellent fashion this year. And he has poured himself into this tournament. It is more than a full-time job for him. And he's been a fantastic leader. Uh, so I haven't had to call Tom a whole lot. Maybe Rick has. But uh, when I have questions, I call Rick. Um, yeah. And Rick and I have just really its been a great working together. He has a couple of um, young, uh, two or three young people who are interns that are doing yeoman's work. In fact, one of whom um, we awarded a sponsor exemption into the tournament for. Oh, good. Based on just the incredible, not only her incredible golf record, she is the 2021 division NCA division three national champion, a member of the George Fox women's golf team, uh, born in Spokane, Washington, raised in Australia and is just a truly outstanding young woman, Mackenzie Tool. And it was such a fun, I don't know if you saw in KGW their story about this, but we, and I got to be the one that surprised her. Um, but when we invited her and told her that she had received the sponsor exemption, but I love it when one, somebody deserves it because they have a vision for themselves in playing professional golf, but in this case, is actively giving back to the game, even as she's in her studies. Sure. And, and so I just, you know, I love I love it when you give somebody a chance to realize their dream a little bit, but also one who has earned it. And and Mackenzie certainly has. Um, and then Darcy Hansen, uh, who uh, for many years was. Uh, my right hand when I was CEO of Cambia and she worked at Cambia in terms of putting on this tournament, she retired from Cambia this summer and she is working full-time on a volunteer basis on many aspects of the tour specific or the, of the tournament, especially, especially food and beverage uh, and, and, and the pro-am and the like. And so we're just, gosh, you know, uh, I love when a tournament like this, which is a community event, um, is being produced by community volunteers. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to take. I feel like we're going to have a great, a great tournament. I think you will. We're going to take another break. We're going to be back with Mark Gans from the uh, Portland Classic right after this. Hey, it's JT, and this part of Grilling at the Green is brought to you in part by Ben Hogan Golf. Check them out online at benhogangolf.com. Welcome back to Grilling It's Green. I'm JT. Today we're talking with Mark Gantz, who is the CEO from Tournament Golf Foundation. Because we have the uh, Portland Classic, the amazing Cree Portland Classic, uh, coming up at Columbia Edgewater, the 15th through the 18th. Actually, it goes longer than that, but there's all kinds of different activities prior to the tournament actually starting. So, go online and, and look at the uh, Portland classic there. We'd also like to thank the folks at painted Hills, natural beef, beef, the way nature intended. 
So there's you guys have had I don't want to call it a running gun battle because that's the wrong way to perceive it, but there were issues bringing the tournament back to Columbia Edgewater, not with Columbia Edgewater, but I'm talking about city of Portland and you've got county issues. You've got all these things. And we talked about it a little bit in the last show that you were on. How is that going? Have they been cooperating? Oh, I mean, look, there's been no, no gun battle at all. I mean, but just quite the opposite. Um, I think the city recognizes how important events like this is to the life of the city. Um, And I think in particular, Portland, you know, needs wins right now, um, needs things that people can embrace and feel really good about in terms of the city. And, um, and I think that the city is responding um, in that fashion and, and partnering in that fashion. Good. Uh, The, you know, the any any pro any program whether it was the rose festival this year or you know the the car races our event and and many others i mean you the city and the challenges it faces are the what they are and and so you are if you're if you're running an event you have to take that in stride and take whatever specific measures we have to take to make sure that that the venue is is safe and um, inviting and the like and columbia edgewater has been wonderful um they're doing i think uh what they you know what they need to do and we're doing what we need to do but i'm not i'm not concerned Uh, okay i think that it's uh, every time i've been out there um you know the it just you know the driving up to the entrance going in you know it's it's clean it's um you know it's what you would expect in terms of a venue for a international golf you know professional golf tournament i mean i i think it's going to be it's going to be great um i think that uh uh you know, we can always use more volunteers. Yes, <laughs> I will say that. Um, and and if people listening to this podcast want to come out and help this tournament, um, you know, please reach out. You can go to our website, and there is a volunteer portal, and we would love to have you sign up. Uh, it's an important way of giving back uh, to the Portland community and getting involved. And it's a lot of fun because you get to meet the golfers and their families. You get to interact with the public. You, you know, it's, it's, it's being a volunteer at a tournament like this is a lot of, it's actually, it's a lot of fun. I think it's more fun than it is work um, for, for, for some of us, for some yeah. of us, it's more work than fun, but, but for the volunteers we're talking about, it's a lot of fun. Well, I've, come to know some of them over the years and you've got a great group of volunteers um yes and a lot of them have been there long enough they know the procedures they know how to deal with uh the crowd if you will um or if you're going to be like augusta i should say patrons but uh you know, I like I said, I've come to know them. Some of those folks come like from out of state, and I don't just mean Oregon and 
you know, the Vancouver general area. I mean, from like Idaho and California and some places like that, they'd come in and, uh, you know, they're there for five or six days total. And, you know, that's a big commitment, but they are dedicated to it. Yeah, they are. And uh, I think that they like the vibe of the tournament and what we've created over the years. Uh, You know, people like me, um, and Rick and Darcy and others, you know, we stand on pretty broad shoulders of several generations of men and women who have committed their, both their vision and their efforts to making this tournament happen. I mean, we are unique to be able to say that this tournament is the longest running tournament in a single city location uh, on the tour, on the tour. Uh, we are, you know, 51 years and, uh, and next year will be 52 and we really will hold that spot because, um, the only other tournament that, that started the same years, our same year ours did, which was the, um, craft Nabisco, uh, dinosaur yes. now is now been rebadged as the Chevron, uh, championship. One of the majors is moving from Palm Springs to Houston this year you know, next year. So Portland can be very proud of that. And, and I think the fact that we are a nonprofit organization that is focused on putting on one tournament, this one, and doing it the best we can, relying on local, primarily local sponsors, um, and the local patrons, and doing it for the community. We are pretty unique. Oh yeah. Uh, in amongst any LPGA tournament and to do it for 51 years. We're very proud of that. Well, you should be. You you, you know, it's uh it's a landmark and even for people that are not interested, affiliated anything with golf, they should be proud of that yeah. for the city of Portland. We've and had I'm some with the innovations we brought. I mean, one thing I didn't mention was the Women's Leadership Summit which when I was CEO of Cambia, we we brought to this tournament, and right. gratefully the tournament has embraced it, and it will be happening again. Cambia is presenting it, and you know we're going to have an amazing group of speakers, uh, and headlined by Sarah Mensa, who was the first Black uh, vice president, female vice president at, at Nike, and is a, a true course in her own right and then several wonderful panels of women and the whole focus of that is for the older generation of women shall we say that have um, seen great success but also fought through a lot of uh, hardships and overcome hurdles sharing their story and their wisdom with younger women um, and and giving them a vision that there is no glass ceiling and that they can you know, realize their dreams. And then in the backdrop of watching these young athletes who are doing that in their right. own field, it's, it seems perfectly right that, that that is a, a key highlight of the week and a focus of what we do. Because Absolutely. I've always had the vision that this is more than just about a wonderful family event, a golf event. This is really about weaving a tighter fabric of our community. 
Absolutely. And speaking of weaving a tighter fabric, here is my buddy Bruce Furman with his golf tip of the week. I'm going to give you a tip today on how to practice. When I practice my own game, I keep notes every time I practice. I put them in my smartphone and and I have a constant list and and a lot of things I do the same, but every once in a while I'll be practicing and I'll feel this or that. I always write that down so I have my notes to look at and and I, of course, understand my swing. And a lot of players, average players, have really no clue about their own swing. They, they listen to cliches from their playing partners, like keep your head down, swing easy, left arm straight, those kind of cliches. But they don't really understand their own golf swing. So you should take a lesson from a, from a good teaching professional and really understand your swing. And then that teacher should give you certain drills and ways to practice and the drills are designed for your swing and your problems so then when you practice whatever little time you have you're practicing that that's making some difference in your game and you're not just guessing and listening to your buddies or or there's a lot of information on the internet but most of it's not good for your game so you got to be careful when you listen to those things so so understand your swing learn how to practice do the right drills and you'll get better even with limited amount of time to practice So I hope that helps. Thank you, Bruce. We appreciate that. And if you want to find out more about Bruce, just go to Langdon Farms website and click on instruction and drop down menu, of course. And there will be Bruce with his smiling face. And you could uh, book a lesson or talk to him or whatever you want. Mark Gans and I will be back here in just a couple minutes. So don't go away. Hi, everybody. It's JT. And this is a special version of Grilling at the Green. Grilling at the Green is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Welcome back to Grilling at the Green. A little announcement about the show. Very soon, like within the next month, um, Grilling at the Green is going to be part of a lineup of shows that will be available on um, a dedicated golf channel on iHeart, uh, their podcast versions. I'm working with uh, Ryan Ballinger on that with the uh, Golf News Net, and it should be a very cool thing. So it will be available on um, your apps or however you listen to your podcasts. So I'll keep you more informed on that. We're talking with uh, Mark Gans again today from Tournament Golf Foundation. Mark, what's the biggest thing that you think you've learned in the last eight, nine months working really towards the culmination here of this tournament? Well, being the CEO of uh, being of the title sponsor, while a lot of work in order to do that well and and meet our commitments and exceed expectations. Sure. It's a lot easier than actually being on this side of the table, <laughs> um, uh, having to actually, you know, run the tournament and operate it. And so, um, just learning the ropes, and I've, you know, tried to learn from Rick McCloskey and and others, and Tom and Tom Melitis and and others. Um, but I have a greater appreciation for how hard uh someone like tom and you know his generation of leaders how hard they had to work to put on a tournament they made it look effortless but it's anything but absolutely Uh, i think the other thing i've learned is just uh that 
you know, I've, I've gotten to know the LPGA as an organization over the years, and I have great admiration for them. Uh, they are a class act. And this year now being in the, you know, more in the role of being with the operator of the tournament, um, I've come to have greater respect for their work and what and how much they care and how much they care about their players. Uh, yeah. You know, the LPGA is different. I mean, both both tours, the PGA and the LPGA will say, well, this is a player driven tour and the players make the decisions and the players are the owners. Um, and I know there's been lots of media coverage about the PGA tour um, about whether the how, how true that statement is. But I will say that I, I know from, you know, firsthand knowledge how important the LPGA players are to the tour. They several of them make up the board. Mm-hmm. And they take it seriously and they take all aspects, whether it's the just generally support. The other thing I've learned um, is um, a fun factor and maybe not so fun fact, which is that of all the sponsorship dollars that go to um, professional sports and college level sports from American corporations, 93 cents of that of those dollars of every dollar goes to men's sports and only seven cents goes to women's sports and i've heard a lot of um sponsor organizations or potential sponsors say well um you know no one watches women's sports and my rejoinder to them is that's because the sponsor dollars aren't there right right (laughs) and you know we have to we have to shell out money to have the golf channel cover this right whereas you know it with the men's sports it's just the opposite and the whole difference is corporate sponsor dollars. So what I've learned is, is that um, that many comp- companies are, I'd say, um, coming to a new understanding and commitment to women's sports and are committed to changing that from 93 and 7 to something closer to hopefully we'll get it down to 60-40 and hopefully <laughs> 50-50. Um, and I am fiercely committed to that. I was when I was CEO of Cambia and we we already were there in terms of that that focusing on parity um in sponsorships. But many other corporations haven't gotten there yet and I will continue to be um exerting a lot of efforts to try to change that here in Portland and with this tournament. And and because I think that we can increase the purse size, frankly, for the future health of this tournament and relevance of this tournament, we have to increase the purse size. We've made incremental um, increases over the last two years, but it is enough. Um, and I'm really pleased that so many of the LPGA tournaments are seeing large increases in their purses. And it's important that we keep up. Um, and But the only way we can do it is with greater sponsorship support. And sure. that will be a focus in the years to come. Mark, will you uh, stick around for the after hours? Sure. Okay. Uh, That's going to wrap it up this week. Don't forget uh, the Amazing Cree Portland Classic is coming up. So I guess it's actually the third week in September. Uh, The actual tournament runs the 15th through the 18th, but there's other activities around there out at Columbia Edgewater. And uh, we'll be back next week with another edition of Grilling at the Green. I had some dental work done, so if I 
sound like I'm spitting today. I'm really not. Anyway, we'll be back next week. Take care, everybody. Rolling at the Green is produced by JTSD Productions, LLC, in association with Salem Media Group, all rights reserved.